Hello everyone, welcome to the Pottymouth Garden Club. This is an announcement, and unfortunately it's not that nice of an announcement. This will be the last podcast from the Pottymouth Garden Club on the Apple or anywhere in the ecosystem. If you want to listen to this podcast from now on, it is now only available on the Patreon members of the Pottymouth Garden Club. You can get it at any tier, so it starts from £2 and goes all the way up to £12.50. But that's the only way now you will be able to listen to the Potty Mouth Garden Club podcast, unfortunately. But it will help, you know, if anyone's kind enough to come over there and listen that way. It certainly will help to keep this, everything we do in the gardening and the Potty Mouth and on my channel, keep that going as well. So enjoy the very last one. How do everyone? Welcome back to the comes around again, the Potty Mouth Garden Club. It is cold, it is chilly, we're going to talk about that today as well. We're, it's all coming back, man, all this kind of snow and cold and everything like that. But, you know what I mean, before that we have a, a nice little gardening show. Let me do me housework. Please, pop over to there. This is honestly getting just, it's actually getting out of hand there. There's nearly... I think there's about nearly 800 members in our Discord, and it's just a lovely place. If you're new to garden, and if you want to kind of learn, or you just want to chat about people, please pop over there, join our Discord, and the comp- that's where the competitions have held. And if you remember, my, and I haven't actually got any here, but these are going to be the next competition. Can you see that? Yes, these are my fridge magnets I've made. But the labels have just been won, so... Pop into the Discord and do that. That would be fantastic. Questions. Write your question, capital Q, then your question, and hopefully we'll get that. We'll get it, or we'll we'll try our very best to get it. You know what I mean? That would be kind of sweet. And Fridays. Fridays is the secret behind the shed. And that would be fantastic. I've just noticed. Have you, well, I don't know if anyone can see. I've had two which is actually quite funny. I've had two thumbs down before it's even started the show. But thumbs down is good because that's jungle, that's Google, YouTube dupes. So keep on doing that as well. What else have I got? The Potty Channel. Yes, please. Come over and subscribe. It just You get it every day and it'll be fantastic. There you go. Yeah, look at the intro. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I will get that intro. Yes, so uh, thank you very much, Stephen. Uh, as you can tell, Stephen was in. But I want to say a big thank you to Audrey for stepping in at probably an hour ago, Audrey. So thank you so much. We had we had uh, Hannah on, and I was saying, Hannah was like, Hannah's just moved. So ha- Hannah, you know, I know it's a kind of stressful time, but Hannah was sitting in the house and realised she has no internet because she's just moved and won't, you need internet for this show. So... I had to ask, had to put, say, you know, is, Audrey, would you like to? So, Audrey, thank you so much. You're welcome. Now, I, I see we're colder than you, Audrey. Look at that, I'm four degrees. You're a balmy five degrees in Detroit. Did you, the last time we spoke, you were going to have some sort of, like, silly ice storm freeze-over. Did that happen, did it? We had an ice storm, and then we, about five days later, had... Uh, 
we're supposed to get 10 inches of snow. We luckily only got five and it kind of cleared up quickly. So uh, the temperatures were weird and that's why the next day it was 51 here, which is like 10, I think for you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everything melted. So it, it's, this has been an incredibly crazy winter, even for Michigan. And we have always got weird weather in the winter. So mm-hmm. I think everybody's on that. I know it's coming again for us, Audrey. So you know what I mean. We're yeah. having it again, so we'll have a little chat about. Well, it. and it's five here, but it's only uh, two in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So we're probably going uh, a lot further down right. tonight. Right. Yeah. Mark, someone's, someone's got a nice new light, and as Audrey mentioned, yeah, is, I'm, not gonna leave, I'm not going to let this one go. <laughs> Mark's got lovely blue eyes. Well, she actually <laughs> come up to the camera and you can see that <laughs> little scary. Oh, it's, it's the Scottish <laughs> air. My green T-shirt brings out the blue eyes. Yes, apparently Mark's wife said, wear the green T-shirt, it highlights the eyes. So we 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 have our Adonis Gardner from the, from the Highlands there. Mark, it's, it's, lovely, it's lovely to have you on, sir. Yeah, Has he got a kilt on? <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll, wear that, I'll wear that next time. <laughs> Because if I remember more, you're huh? Geordie, aren't you? You're from the northeast. In, in yes, the I, well, originally a town called Cranlington, so sort of the south of Northumberland, but I've mm. been up here about 15 years now. Yeah, so yeah, still in your blood, though, the northeast there, still, you know oh, what I mean? Too right. It's just the same, isn't it? The northeast of England and, and Scotland, <laughs> there's not much difference. The wall. The northwest, though. The wall, uh, that's the difference. The, wall, the wall's there. North of the wall. <laughs> Stephen, nice to have Hello, you sir. on, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm very well. It's nice to have you on. We've got lots of questions, Stephen. But first, but first, Stephen, it's someone's yep. birthday. Am I right? In oh, the... yeah. Yes, there. Oh, now, who, who's that handsome my... chap? That's my father. That's John. Um, and this was this photo, one of a series I sent you, was... Um, from nine years ago on, on my allotment plot, he came for a visit. And he's 84 years old oh, today. Oh, and I just thought, <laughs> thought it's worth a mention and worth oh, just saying happy oh, birthday. Happy Dad. birthday, John. So I, even you there, my new Steve, there's no grey hair. Do you know what I mean? That's what I know. <laughs> so, so that was, this is taken nine years ago, is it? Yeah, 2014, yeah. Right, right. It wow. was just before a sort of started meeting you and all the grey hair started coming out, yeah. <laughs> you start, started to chat with me and do this kind of... <laughs> and, and how old is your dad, Steve? 84 today. 80, 84, 84. Yeah, man, wow, wow. Is he yeah, is he fitting well? Um, well, right, right at this moment, he's got quite a bad chest infection. Both mum and dad have got this at the moment, Um so they're on antibiotics, getting over that. But otherwise, yeah, he's fit and well. Right. I've sent him a nice uh, garden voucher, and he'll go and get all his seeds and all his stuff for his hanging baskets as the summer comes along. You know, get get them all going. So yeah, he's still active. So still is, is he as keen as you? Was I know what kind of age now is a little bit. You know, yeah. really not be kind. Did he have an allotment? Is he is he a gardener grown? He veg? had about six. Allotments. Never. At one stage in Blackpool, um, wow, and he said wow. it was terrible sandy soil. He said, but he made oh. it work, and yeah, he had an awful lot, an awful wow. lot going on when he was much younger. So he, obviously, my dad's on my dad's side. My granddad, who I talk about a lot as well, was on my mother's side. Right. So it was on both sides of my family, really. 
So you, you couldn't fail to be a good gardener, it's really, with that kind of heritage behind you, like, you know what I mean? So... Well, I couldn't fail to be a gardener, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the word good, we can kind of slot in and out. As, yeah, we, you know we can talk about that over the months. <laughs> well, Steve, it's like, with a happy birthday to John, it's lovely to kind of, you know, because he, well, he, he does watch, so, I mean, obviously, he's kind of watching for, you know, me and Mark and Audrey and, you know what I mean, you know, the, well, the stars well, of the of show. You know what I mean? He's had me all his life. He doesn't need me now, does he? <laughs> well, Steve, it's lovely that, you know, happy birthday, John. Thank you for letting me do that, Tony. I appreciate it. Stephen, I want to show you this. You know, we were talking about chard last week. Yes. So it's now for me, it's full on. Spring's here. It's full on. I'm, I'm soon. But I went to, you know, Premier Seeds Direct. Yes. All my chard. Let me see if I can just. Push this up to me there. All my chard are little pillows. They're like, this is right. the Ford Hook one. Now, right. I know you get your seeds from, I don't know if you've got like chard from Premier Seeds Direct. Do you think Yeah. that's obviously like being given off gas over? Do you think it, they're still okay to, to I would sort? think so. I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't pack them if they weren't. Mm -hmm. well, I would have thought somebody would have said, is this right? Surely mm -hmm. somebody would say that. Because, I mean, I they're, still, family, family they're still... Family-owned business. Date. You know what I mean? They're still kind of... Yeah. They were packed June 2001 and so by June 2023. So I'm still going to do them. Yeah. But I just thought... Because I just... just be, You know, like, sorting out, I'm going to do, you know, me, me Ishikua onions that you kind of recommend. I'm going to sort some of them yeah. and some of these. and get Just cut the corner off it now, Tony, and smell it. Make sure it's... Not might, it might be gas and it might not be Knock me sell out. So I haven't got some any scissors here, to be honest. And I kind of do it with oh. my nails. Maybe. Anyway, I thought, do you, Mark, Audrey, have you ever had kind of seeds go a little bit strange? Mark, I'll come to you first. Have you had anything? No, nothing nothing like that, but it's a bit it's a bit odd, isn't it? I hope nothing's gone off or something's reacted inside the packet. I know. It's supposed to, to it's do like, that and the gas I've got, I've got two bags of them and both bags have, have went, you know, like little puff pillars sort Aye. of thing. So I don't know anyone in the in the audience is kinda yeah. Audrey, is that something you've seen or? We don't have I don't get any seeds that have come in those kind of envelopes. So right. I haven't had that particular thing happen. I, I wonder if they put more air in there because they're such big seeds, maybe so they won't. Uh, I mean, like, it's like yeah, you're right, because uh, chard is a big. Um, but there certainly weren't like little pillars, but I know right. someone, someone might else might. I've just noticed also, I've just had a delivery of Premier Seeds last week, and I haven't got them to hand actually, but I bought my Shirley tomato seed of them. And, you know, the printing is normally on that white label. And then after a year, maybe six months, that white label starts to disintegrate. Yeah, And you definitely. can't tell what's written. Well, they're now printed directly onto the foil packet. So I don't know if they're going to do that over the whole range. Right, or, or right. What. But I think that's a better idea myself. I mean, I do like, you know what I mean? Because when I first got these, Steve, I was a little bit, you know, well, where's the instructions? Where, you know, like, and, yeah. Eventually, get that you know. I mean, I know it's kind of bit, but you're in the kind of the professional league when you buy these. If they like to buy these, they think I'm like a big boy. You know what I mean? I've got my big trousers on there. I know what I'm doing. But it's like the cheapest chips, to be honest. You know what yeah. I mean? Kind of. And I tell you, where else is cheapest chips? Growing local. Don't forget, growing local. Our little Ian there. Yes. 
What's um, what else we're going to talk about? Oh, questions. I'll get questions. I want to talk about blood fishing bone, Stephen. Yeah, and Mark and Audrey as well. Um, any because I was listening to this podcast. Let me just show you this. If I can get my mouse over to there, I was listening to this. I've subscribed to this podcast, The Rabbit Hole Detectives. And it's okay. it's kind of like a history one. It's the the pick, you know, like different things. Okay. And one of the topics was for one week was fertilizer, and right. you know, I was like, kind of thinking of like you know, blood fish and bone, and they went right down this like rabbit hole, you know, just like a, like a I guess like a little ten minute talk about it. Now, did you know, Stephen, that blood fish and Mark as well that the Battle of Waterloo. There's not. There was about twenty thousand on each side, maybe you know, somewhere around that killed. So roughly around about forty thousand, and there's not that many kind of graves or bodies left of the Battle of Waterloo right. because they dug them up and <laughs> used the, the the bones as fertilizer. You know, or it's a, it's a it's a it's a good like nearly you know hundred percent sure that they did. Do you know what I mean? Because it's hard to find, like, all these bodies that would have been mass graves because they would have had to bury them straight yeah, away. Yeah. And the UK was one of the big importers of bloodfish and bone and bone, you know what I mean, and everything like that. Has anyone heard this story before about... And I just, never. Never. You know no, what I mean? like, I've you never say, heard it. Just, you know, like, they talk about your kind of, you know, like, to honour your war soldiers, yeah. your war heroes. And <laughs> there's people like, you know, and like, say, we, the English were a big importer of fertilizer and they'll just like ground yeah. up the, the... Wow. it's recycling yeah, that... fair oh i know i know yeah ultimate recycling isn't it yeah they were on about as well which i thought was quite interesting was honestly subscribe to that because it's got the reverend um cool you know who was in the communards i forget his name now, oh yeah and a couple of others and they're just you know they're talking about you yeah. know like where the scenes from, where scenes come from, and you know, they're talking about the fertilizer and all the dead soldiers and then pushing up the daisies. And I guess that's where pushing up the daisies right. come from all the dead, you know what I mean? All the, the, the dead soldiers and everything. I mean, I have heard some weird, weird stories like over in Ireland, you know, they've got all those big locks over in Ireland, lots and lots of waterways. Well, they're absolutely full of a fish called bream. And what the farmers do there is they net the bream. And then they just spread them on the land, still live right. on the land. And wow. That's how they feed their soils there. Oh, goodness. Know? Well, that's yeah. funny enough, Steve, because that's, that's like fish. Now, yeah. again, on this, you know, they're talking about like chicken, chicken manure is like great for the garden. But you know what's even better than chicken manure is sea, seabird shit, which is way, oh, way better. Oh, really? And a lot of like the UK. A lot of the kind of UK aristocrats of the time made their millions and whatever from important seabird shit as fertilizer again. Do you know what I mean? And I've got. Wow. Oh, I just, like I said, this was just, I was listening to this and I thought, oh, and it's got a certain name. Let's have a look. I'm not sure. Guano. Guano, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's bat. Bat, bat and seabird. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And apparently it's like, you know, if you can get a hold of this stuff. You know what I mean? It's it keep your garden going. You know what I mean? Your veg going, and it's obviously the same kind of thing. It's got fish, you know, the fish, the the birds eat the fish. That mm. kind of yes. So what? A, huh. what a, this does, is a happy topic. Oh, no. 
so it's just when you when you think well, you've got to kind of feed your soil you know what I mean and that's how I guess how they, they found out you know the cows crapping on the land you know what I mean you got better vegetables from from where they oh, yeah. they grew so it's mm. quite and it's strange yeah. though Steve I keep on saying Steve but for everyone you see and I watched was it um, Clarkson just spread like the little fertiliser pellets so he's not putting yeah. like you know farmers these days don't put well, some don't, anyways. You know the cow manure. I've seen some spreaders, but it's all yeah. just like the little ball. So that, they're missing out on that kind of. You know, we talked last week. Was it Steve? Where the natural it, aspect. Yeah, the, on the gives you yeah. some like body and meat. So year after yeah. year, it's just these little white pellets, and you see yeah. that when you walk in the dog. You know what I mean? So I tell you so what. Well, I've got. On, uh, sorry, I was just going to say what well, I've got in my shed at the allotment. When I took the allotment over, there's a bag of um, volcanic ash dust. Rock dust, yeah. And I've, I've never used yeah. it, and I know it's, it's maybe like a fertiliser sort of thing. Um, and I thought about just chucking on the tatty beds this year just to get it out of the shed, or else it's just going to stay there forever, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Run a test with him, Mark. That's the thing I would mm. say, because it causes a lot of conjecture. There's rock dust. There are two camps of people. I know people who... I know some people I'm really good friends with on YouTube who have yeah. exploded a myth and said... It's complete horse rubbish, you know. It's it's Aye. it's not not good. But I've used it myself. I ran a mm. test. I ran some tests through some carrots and some beetroots, and then a preceding crop, a, a crop the next year of potatoes, and yeah. a separate crop of potatoes, and it worked brilliantly for me. So yeah. you know, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. But yeah. for me, it worked. And for other people, they're adamant that it doesn't. It's just you know, snake yeah. oil. Yeah, because I, I googled it when I found it, like you do, and sort of Google it and have a look at it all that. And it's not cheap. It was a, it was a good few quid for one of these bags of of the rock dust yeah. stuff, right? So I'll give it a try. I was going to say, are you going to give it a go then, Mark? Are you? Yeah, no, nothing, nothing ventured, nothing gained. I'll I'll do a video on it. So watch out for that. <laughs> He's worse <Yeah>. than GB. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, did you hear as well, Stephen? The, the, did we talk about this last time when Mark was just dishing your crimson crush? Poor flavour, <gasps> couldn't be, couldn't be bothered with them. Oh, it was disgusting. It was the, the, it was the potty mouth. Thing. It was potty mouth to the very top. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right. I mean, everyone's flavours are subjective anyway. You know, so you know what I really like in a tomato, other people won't, and what they like in a tomato, I won't. You know, it's it's what everyone's taste is different. Now I've just noticed me little internet there swapped over from me phone. I think it's when I was kind of looking, so I'm going to just kind of go back onto me phone internet. So I might just drop out for a second or two, but I want to make sure it's nice and quick. Are you still there? Hello, hello, hello. Come back in, come back in. Yeah, it's just me. I've cut them off. They will come back in, I'm sure. But what else can we talk about? Questions. I'll tell you what I'll put on. The snow. Let's just see. Well, I'll wait to see if I can get Stephen or anybody in. I'll close them down. Let's see if they come back in. Yes, he is Mark. Mark, that's, are you there, sir? Yeah. Good. Good. I'll tell you what it was. It just it, it flipped over to me normal. I could see it straight away. It flipped over me normal house internet from me yeah. phone internet. And I just, because I use the phone now because it's, there's been that update, but it's a bit kind of fickle. So, what was I going to? I was going to show Ian from Grown Local. You know the seeds, yes. 
sent us these couple of pictures. Now, this is our snow forecast. These, them figures there are centimetres of snow. Now, Mark, <laughs> oh, <Yeah. laughs> I'm sure you're, you're somewhere in that purple range, aren't you? I am, yeah, because Ian's, Ian's not far away from me, so Ian's maybe is about, I don't know, 20, 20 miles away from me, so right. southeast of where I am, so not too far away. So I think there's, there's snow forecast into the weekend. So this week, freezing cold, we're down to minus four, minus five, but as the temperature creeps up a little bit to around zero, so I think Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there's the snow forecast. Well, he also sent us, this is the Shetlands today. Look at that. Oh, oh. thank you, look at you, that. You know what I mean? So... It's coming. Now, I kind of switched on my heater in my little greenhouse, give it a little bit more, kind of... Uh, would you need to do anything, Mark? Uh, have you got anything that kind of could? Everything's, everything's got fleeced at the moment. So, out right. the back where I've got the little the little greenhouse sort of things, everything's got fleece over it at the moment. And we'll, we'll do probably for the rest of this week. Right. Um, but once the cold spells away, they'll all come back out again. Because the same like broad beans and that, I mean, people think broad beans are indestructible. Oh, no. Right. Once you get to just below freezing, the mine have even got the little, you know, the little brownie black bits on the right. edge where you get yep. burnt yep. off the frost. So they're all they're all covered up at the moment. Right. Well, I'll only take minus ten broad beans. We'll only yeah. go down, only right. hardly down to them. You lost yours, didn't you, Steve? This year, I did. Yeah. Well, we had minus seventeen one night here. Something. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it was almost biblical. It was terrible. So, Mark, just before I move on, have you got your little kind of? Out back, is that at home? And is that like a greenhouse, or is it just like a? It, it's like you know the little wooden Aldi greenhouse things. I've got three three of them all right. set up, but I want to. I've, I've got a plan to replace them with a with a proper okay. greenhouse. That it's, well, it's, it's bubbling away there. You've just got to use them bright blue eyes. Eh? Just exactly. <laughs> if, if, Hall, if Hall's greenhouses happen to be watching, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> So, Check out my channel. Have you got no electric in there then, Mark? Have you not? No, not down there. So there is electric down there because the way the garden is down where the shed is, the shed's all got electric in it and whatnot. Right. Um, so there must be a cable running under the ground that I can just sort of dig up and get a feed. But there's a, there's a, there's a fuse box in the shed, actually. So if you've got an electrician, they could probably just run a cable from the, yeah. from the greenhouse. Yeah. You will fingers crossed then because it's coming again. Oh, isn't it? I know. I mean, I know, like you say, Audrey's on a different kind of league to kind of us, but... Yeah, mm. I don't mind those pictures of all that snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, big thank you to Ian for sending them. Cause when I, like, Mark, I'll just I'll tell you what, then, I'll go back. Because what can you see what number you would be there? Because we're oh. around at probably about, I don't know, maybe... We could be 23, we could be five, or, you know what I mean, like a little bit... We're right on that course where the twenty-three number is. So, so sort of between where the the forty-five and the forty-eight is, and then just <laughs> maybe yeah, just a little bit up from that a little bit. Right. Uh, so the, uh, the centre, we could see it, Mark. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the storm. Man, <laughs> I hear the storm. That's, that's I've just zoomed into that bit, and I'm sure it said seventy-one, but I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But if you if you ever if you ever speak to Ian, like the bit where Ian stays, uh, it, it's south of Edinburgh, I'll not to say exactly where it is, but it's the most amazing place ever. It's got its own ecosystem. I swear to God. Right. We snow. It could be snowing there, and it could be twenty degrees in Edinburgh. It's the most amazing place ever in in right. Scotland. It, it's got its own weather system. 
man. I love those little ecosystems. My dad once had an on going down another rabbit hole. My dad had a bar in Benidorm. He's had Aye. he's had bars everywhere, to be honest. But one of them was in Benidorm, and it could, that's why it kind of the whole thing Benidorm took off because it's all surrounded by mountains. It has its own little ecosystem, and it's just I mean skyscraper Helen back now, but. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a, a its own little, and there's loads of these little ecosystems that yeah. you know, surrounded by, you know, mountains, and they have the you know the, their own little kind of rain clouds and everything. So we will get some questions. I just seen one from P. A. Do you trim your? Because you know, I just mentioned there, and I'm sure we've had this question before, Stephen. Do you trim onion seedlings? Now, not, not my onions. I, no. I used to trim the leeks um, when they were going in the ground, and I think that's a question we've had before, so it's similar. I used to trim my leeks when they were putting them into a dibble pole. It just makes them easier to get them in. Um, but no, I don't trim my onions at all. No need. Why, Steve, why would someone think about trim? What, you know, what is this kind of urban myth? Why, does, why would you need to, or why would they think they need to trim Onions. Well, it's it's one of those things that sort of get hand handed down without a true reason attached. I mean, so I've heard I've heard people saying before, if you trim the roots, they'll grow more roots, so you know you get a better hold in the soil. Um, and of course, the other side of the coin is if you've got a dibble hole for a leak going in the soil, if you trim the roots, it's easier to get that seedling down into it. So you pay your money and take your chances, but mm-hmm. I don't bother trimming them. Mark, have you trimmed? Have you heard of trimming onions? Or like never, never done onions like Steve. I do, I do my leeks like that, so I'll, I'll top and tail the leeks. So I take the top off and I'll take the bottom off as well. Not all the roots, just a little trimming at the bottom. Then when you put them into the hole, sort of twist them in so the roots go into the hole. Oh, this is, uh, this is that. There's a little kind of little routine there. You've With got. the twist as well, yeah. Ah, nice. <laughs> so why why would you do that then, Mark? Like top and t- top and tail. Because I saw it in a YouTube video once. <laughs> it was it, it was it was where I saw it, but the guy was it just kind of the way it was explained was to encourage growth, um, right? Yeah. Sort of fresh growth coming off it when you put it in the ground, it kicks the roots into life, so they go down, then kicks the top into life, so it's grown up as well. So, well, Steve, on that thing, then why wouldn't you do onions? Don't know. I mean, I just wouldn't do it. I mean, the way I see it is that. Every layer of an onion that you've got, you know, as, as you break an onion apart and cut it up, every layer is a leaf. And if you're cutting those leaves in half, you're effectively stopping those leaves growing and, and therefore stopping your onion growing. So I personally, I don't see the point in it, really. And it's the same with leeks, you know. I did it a couple of years and I never noticed any difference with my leeks, so I've stopped doing it. Um, if the If the... If the roots are too big to go in the hole, I might trim them, but I haven't trimmed them now for getting on for 10 years, so I, I don't bother. Mm-hmm. Audrey, have you heard of this technique? Have you? Yes. Uh, and I think it's more about trimming the greens than the roots. I'm not sure what the gentleman was referring to. It's like when you trim your onions, because I'm actually trimming mine this week uh, because I planted mine on Boxing Day which was kind of early for here, but I, I wanted to try that. <laughs> and they're getting so top-heavy that they're leaning and they're popping out of the soil. So right. I'm going to give them a bit of a trim and pack them back in 
and see how they do. Now, I used to buy onion starts from an onion purveyor, and they all came trimmed. You know, and these were starts. So I don't feel like it's a bad thing. I think it's almost like chitting your potatoes. Like, you like to chit them, you don't like to chit them. Uh, You like to... I'm doing it more for practical reasons this year. See, Audrey, you mentioned uh, your onions. What what did you call them? Starts. Is that that where you buy them and they've actually got a bit of green on already? Yes, and they're, you know, they look like green onions. Mm-hmm. Or scallions, I guess, but they're they're bulb onions when you plant them. And I used to. There's a place here called Dixondale Farms, biggest onion purveyor I think in the U.S. And they come bundled. You get fifty or sixty, uh, and you just plant them. Like they look like a spring onion, but with a little short stubby top. Yeah, I I got uh, I did that once about three years ago. Now it, I think it's is it Kelsey onions. And these were exactly yeah. the same. They were like wrapped in a like a kind of band. There was about fifty of them. Hey, and it came great, mind you. Do you know what I mean? And it kind of yeah. saved all the hassle of the, you know, what I mean, the germination and all that kind actually, of. I, actually, after this year, with the amount of onions I have on my growth shelf, I think I'm going back to Dixondale next year. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just send me the starts, please. Mark, please. would you ever buy? Would you buy starts or what? I don't know what we call them over uh-huh. here, but. Yeah, I've, I've, well, I've had those ones before, the Kelsey ones. I got some Kelsey ones right. two years ago from DT Brown. Um, I wonder if that's were, where I got them. They were massive when they grew. Right. They were giant. They grew uh-huh. to some size, right? They were they were brilliant. I mean, I, th- I think they're meant to be for showing, aren't they? Kelsey yeah. is one of the, the showing ones. But I, yeah. I just grow them for, for eating and cooking, you mm-hmm. know, but they, they grew to some size, mate. They were oh, massive. I know, I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know someone wouldn't. Uh, there's, there's one person wouldn't buy them. You know, no, 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 he's bloody grow his own. Germany's own. I mean, you know, gumbo, gumbo. <laughs> Stephen, got a question for you here, sir, from Ian Cleaver. Hi, Ian. If we grow dahlias from a seed, can I save them at the end of the season? Yes, definitely. Yeah. You'll grow roots underneath as your dahlias grow this year. You'll get a few flowers on them. Dig them up at the end of the season, look after them. However, whichever method you choose to look after them, replant them next year, you'll get more flowers. So, yeah, definitely save those tubers. And would that just, is that like an ongoing from there, from where CV and sows them seeds? Year after year, you just pull the same tuber up and keep it? Pull the same tuber up, look after it. And you can even, once you've um, handled daily tubers, they're very difficult to see what I'm going to mention now. But on the tubers, you could see tiny little buds. And if you can find that bud on the tuber, you can cut that out with a knife and run it up and get a bit of stalk, then that is a second free plant. Uh, You can't just cut the tubers off because they look like this, little fingers hanging down. That's what the tubers look like. But if you get the right points and the growing points at the same time, then you can duplicate that plant for the following year. So it's a good thing to do. Yeah, grown from seed, save the tubers, protect them over winter, plant them again next year. And when, Stephen, when when would you plant them? Uh, I would be looking to plant mine somewhere through this month. Right. And what I what I have a preference to do is I I don't like putting my dahlias out until they're about three foot tall in a pot. Mm-hmm. I want them to get really really well grown because there's. There's less slugs in my polytunnel than there is outside, and slugs love dahlias. 
So if you put them out as small plants, you might be fine. You know, a lot of people get away with doing it. But if you've got a high slug area like we have here, if I put them out early, they just get mullered. So yeah, right, right, I, right. I tend to try and keep my eye on them. Right. Mm. Is dahlias, Audrey, is that something you're... It's, and I remember my mum used to, you know, grow them, you know, kind of to the, the point of, like, all obsession, you know what I mean? It was, like, the dahlias yeah. were, like, you know what I mean, from the kind of 70s and 80s, anything. Yeah. It's something that I didn't, you know, I, I got a garden and feed, you know what I mean, all the kind of... But flowers and dahlias didn't come over with the love of God, and so I don't bother with that. Do you bother with the dahlias, Audrey? I have not. I have not ventured into dahlia world yet. Um, I grow very large zinnias, uh, which sometimes, and they're even called uh, dahlias types. Uh, yeah. I just want to be with the, I got to dig it up, I've got to store it. <laughs> I don't have the luxury, though, of having some of the space that you guys do on plots. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. again, I garden in my backyard, so then I have to go, okay, where am I going to store that for the next, you know, the winter? So I just haven't gone there. Audrey, when you... Or it comes out. When you right? see a backyard, Audrey, it's a huge backyard. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the size I of my right. village. That's. I, <laughs> it's, it's a large backyard, but it's still a backyard. We you know, call them the, farms over here, Audrey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, okay. This is, this is a, a, a quirky question. Um, let me see if I can pull it up there. One sec. Garden in the woods, which soil is best for seeds? Soil without nutrients or soil with nutrients? Stephen, I'll come to because that sounds a kind of experty kind of knowledge you want. Is that something you would know about? or? Yeah, definitely. I mean, a seed is in itself, it's all encapsulated. It's got everything it needs. All it needs is moisture. Uh, that seed coat will then soften, open up, and the seed will germinate and start to grow. Once it's got above soil and you've got your first two, first two leaves, then it's looking for food. And it does that through photosynthesis in the leaves and through nutrients in the soil. But to get that soil up to those first couple of leaves, it doesn't need any nutrients at all. So a low-nutrient soil will get that seed started. You don't need it. If you do grow them in nutrient-rich soil, which is what I tend to do, it means that you've got a longer span for that seedling to grow in that soil, giving you longer to, you know, to work around to getting those seedlings potted on. I don't have to do them the instant those leaves open. So I've got about a six-week window once the seedling's up before I need to pot it on. So I always grow mostly in nutrient-rich, fresh compost. Because I know, you, Audrey, you, when you're doing your kind of your microgreens, you're just putting it on a kind of hemp mat, aren't you, the seeds? Right. So there's nothing, right. I guess, there's no nutrients there at all. You know what I mean? So, And does that work fine for you? Is it because I know you're, you, how long do you kind of keep your, your, before you cut the heads off? And Well, it depends what they are. I mean, most of them are up within, I would say, 10 days to two weeks, I can start clipping most of them. Right, right. Because I do a lot of brassica uh, just for the, the nutritional value uh, in my microgreens. Uh, but they can also hang a little longer too. So that's why I like to do those seeds because they can end up getting some true leaves as well. 
and they're still wonderful as a microgreen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I felt like they were looking a little funky, I'd throw some uh, organic fish fertilizer uh, on the mats. Right. You know, if they really were going long, like if I were doing sunflowers, those take a long time. I might fertilize those. And you wouldn't you wouldn't be using bat poo. <laughs> no, I'd just be using this. You know, my husband's had a bat house in the garage for years. I got him this years and years and years and years ago. But I'm thinking, wow, we should put it up because that's where my tomatoes would be growing. Yes, would be right underneath yes. where the bat house would go up on our garage. Free guano, like, huh? guano fertilizer. Yeah. I'd be all about that. <laughs> yeah. Audrey, while you're on, while you're there, I've got um, Mike's allotments asking for Audrey. Does microcycle rooting powder really, really work for the roots when transplanting seedlings, or is it just mumbo okay. jumbo? <laughs> That's okay. It's microcycle. It's okay. Uh, I think it does. And I mean, it's yeah. like an opinion thing. I know Steve is not a fan. Uh, no, but... I, I use it. I love it. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you didn't like it. Uh, yeah, I I think it does a great job. Anything I can do to help my roots get uh, more nutrients, uh, more vigorous in what they do, I will try it. And I've not stopped since I first started. Yes, I'm a believer. It, it's funny, Audrey, because I did do it last the time when the tomatoes were kind of failing so there was and i forgot about it to be honest i haven't so i'll have to kind of probably get myself some because you know i mean a little kind of sprinkle on the roots when you're putting them in you know i mean little kind of fingers behind the back cross with prayer and all that you know what i mean shake the the wand i i let's put it this way i have i've only seen good results so Couple of chants, almost, couple of chants here and there. Do a dance, do a, dance <laughs> a little bit of incense, it. you know, in, in the polytunnel there, which should be should be fine. No, Ori, I'm messing with you. I'm messing. With you. I can okay. remember when it, I was I in my twenties. <laughs> I can remember when I was in my twenties. We were planting up a bank side of a river. I was part of a fishing club then, and I didn't. I hadn't heard of mycorrhizal fungi then. It was kind of a newish thing, and they were wanting to plant it on put it all on these trees and I was skeptical and I'll be honest when anything new comes along I'm a little bit skeptical and I thought oh yeah snake oil here we go again seeing it all before but over the years over the next sort of four or five years there was a row of trees that we planted with the mycorrhizal and a row that we didn't and the one with the mycorrhizal by the time I stopped visiting that area it was a good five or six foot taller and much sort of plusher uh, mm-hmm. trait in, in, in all so that sort of that showed me right there from the word go even though I was yeah. sceptical so Steve is that you know the mycorrhizal when I was kind of <laughs> mycorrhizal <laughs> mycorrhizal yeah <laughs> you know the super soil that I've got is that yes. somehow part of that whole family is it or it's a different thing altogether. It's it's reputed to be soil life itself. It's the microbiome in the soil. So all the tiny small insects that create all the all the life in your soil. They eat and they eat, live and die and do all the naughty things that things like that do within your soil and feed your soil. Right, right. So it is because I was just thinking. I wonder if that is the kind of same, you know. The mycorrhizal is the connection between the plants and the soil, and then it's also the connection between different species of plants and 
you know, one plant will call out and say, look, hey, hey I'm struggling here. I need some food or I need some water. And they, they say that the other plants will send it in exchange for something that they've got. So it's like a bit of a barter system, like a massive phone network under your feet. So I say we do both this year and grow gigantic everything. I'm laughing. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll still be bloody doing it. You know what I mean? Anything to try and kind of get a, a crop there. Mark, I, I, was that so, would be something you're into, the microcycle? Micro well, I've, I've, I've never used it, but funny you should mention it. I was, when I was putting on my chilies at the weekend there, I was just thinking, because yeah, you and JB are getting dead competitive, and I'm like, oh, I'm as well, so I was thinking <laughs> some of that stuff that Orphan talks about the mycorrhizal and uh, just see if that boost and gets them going. But I might, I might even at the garden center next time at the garden center, I might see if I can pick some up and, and give it a try. Because, Mark, well, I've got this. Is this your setup? Is it, Mark? That's in there, that's, that's a cupboard. That's Right. Yes, well, I tell you what, mind you, they're looking way better than mine. I'll be honest, there, that, that one on the on the left. That's yeah. got the I mean, that's a tree compared to mine. I think the the bigger ones are the Hungarian hot wax. The medium right. ones are Kashmiri, and the smaller ones are the Carolina Reaper. Right. But, oh, you're getting Carolina Reaper as well. Ah, uh, you've got to give right. them a try. Right. And have you heard about JB's cucumber uh, chilies? <laughs> you're mixing them no, all. No, oh, oh yes, oh, he's, he's, all in the tray. <laughs> <laughs> he's just. Um, it's getting worse, but I think he's kind of on the right track there now. So, Aye. Mark, where where is this then? Is this in your house? Is it? Yeah, that's that's upstairs in in, in the spare room. So there's a cupboard in there. So I've got a big shelf that the sort of grow light there hangs down from the ceiling, right above it. There's there's more in there now. So there's there's cucumbers, there's aubergines, there's melons, <laughs> um, oh, something else that I can't remember. All under the lights. Yeah. Right, right. So you've got nice, cucumbers. nice early cucumbers. Yeah, just for Steve. Right, right. Well, it's oh, funny, my, yeah. I've got the, you know, how would Jesse to all oh, we're going to, to grow like a cucumber. Look at all oh, he thinks they're not going to last. <laughs> <laughs> Mind I've got little cucumbers on the, the house cucumber. Do you know what I mean? So I've got little cucumbers nice. there, and I'm just going to let them grow, and I'm going to feed it to Helen back. Because Jesse said she had cucumbers dead early on and right through the season. Mm. But kept it indoors, so this is an indoor cucumber. You know what I mean? So, Stephen, uh, what's this about cuc? Is it is it too early for cucumbers? Are you gonna t- are you telling this Scottish lad that it's just you know what I mean? And he's up the north. Do you know what I mean? He's past the wall, so it's even colder up there. Is he too early with there's, his cucumbers? It's, there's just a time for doing these things as the weather warms up. I personally, you know, every, everything's a personal viewpoint, and I personally think it's far too early i mean where jesse is i mean you've got to remember it's warmer down in in where she lives and then it's warmer again because she's living in a really really big city you know so jesse can get away with it up here in the north nah it's not a good idea i mean it might work and i might have to eat my hat but uh it's not for me i'll just sow them later and and um, i'll eat the cucumbers when all my other salad stuff's ready you know There'll, there'll, I mean, be a, there'll be a second. Who wants a, a cucumber without a bit of lettuce or a tomato? <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, what have you got? What what like tenderish plants have you got growing at the moment? Then you know you've you've got your oh, chilies, you've got cucumbers, chilies, cucumbers, aubergines, melons, 
Um, <laughs> there's something else as well, and I can't for the life of me remember what it is. Um, well, probably banana trees yeah, or something. Sweet, sweet, sweet peppers. The sweet peppers are started as well. Right, so that's that's right. the ones on the go at the moment. Yeah. Right. But the the, cu- the cucumbers are the they're the they're the brave early adopter kind of ones going to go out there and, and, and try their best. There's, there's going to be a second sowing coming. Um, Just a, these are the, these are the brave ones. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know JB's got one in his greenhouse on his plot at a minute, and he's called that one, Steve. So I'm getting all these things named after me this year. I've got a little, little Steve greenhouse and, and a Steve cucumber. Did you oh, see right. that? I wish I had that picture. It was like you had it with a seatbelt rounded in the car, oh, yeah. the car. <laughs> Brilliant. I thought I said to him I said you got that wrapped up with the seatbelt to the journey to the plot and then you want to kill it by putting it in a cold greenhouse what? well Steve then just you know for anyone who doesn't I mean we've all had lost cucumbers for the cold what temperature would would it feel with a cucumber you know what I mean like say Mark's you know got them well just cold really I mean you can get a frost, you get a grass frost of five degrees, so I, I wouldn't want to be stepping underneath five degrees at all. And in fact, probably under 10 degrees is uh, probably going to stall that cucumber and stop its growth. And then, of course, once you stall the plant, you've got to regenerate it. It's got to have warmth for a few days to get going again. So you're actually wasting time by doing that. So this time of year, like, you know, it's been moderate weather the last, last week. Now we're going into a freeze again. So this sort of weather is perfect for killing plants that you started too early. Just the way it is. Mark, what about that? I know we're kind of picking on Mark, because normally it's me. <laughs> I, I suppose you, you prepare to keep them indoors then as long as you can as well. You oh, know? yeah, they'll, they'll be indoors. I mean, they're only, yeah, at the moment, I've, I've only just moved them out of the, um, the original seed trays into their own sort of individual pots. They've been sitting on the on the window ledge. It's two two varieties that, that are from grown local, uh, by the way. One's the uh, Merlin F1, and the other one was Honey Honey Plus, I think, which is one of the mini ones. One of the yes. you know like like yeah. mini ones, like the little mini cucumbers. Well, they're the so. ones I'm keeping, the honey ones, and it's the, the Merlin one that's part of me, Jesse. You know what I mean? Yeah. House house Experiment. one. So we'll see. We'll hopefully, get some cucumbers within a month from there. <laughs> we'll see. Not outside, certainly. I mean, and that's the, the son's bedroom, which is south face and it's the hottest room in the house. So if I fail in there, then it's, you know what I mean, it's down to me being an idiot, you know what I mean? Yeah, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Exactly. Well, I say, if you, don't, if you don't try, you'll never know. Audrey, did you, have you done, did you listen to when Jesse said about planting, like, sown cucumbers really early? I mean, I think... Yeah, I planted two, and they have done, they have, they have, they have come up. They're about inch and a half, two inches tall. All they do is produce flowers, and they are not doing anything. So I think I'm gonna wait and plant them new ones outside. Mm-hmm. It just is not working. I think at this point we're getting so close to when I might get to get them outside. I think I'll just wait and put them outside yeah. this year. I did try though, and they just they they just did nothing. Because I, there's no reason they wouldn't grow in the house. You know, my home's warm, mm-hmm. and they're under lights. So I'm thinking, of course they would grow, and I get some cucumbers. I thought it would be fun, but um, they're just not cooperating. So I'm going <laughs> to wait and some outside. 
but if they cooperate, I would love to do that. Yes. I'll try it again next year for sure. Now, Mark, uh-huh. you've been spending money and a Scotsman doesn't just, like just to spend. Just a little bit. Just a little spend, bit. Just doesn't like to spend too. Look at that, man. Uh, Look at that. Oh, uh, so uh, tell us about that, Mark, because I would love one, but... It's like the allotment's got no electric. Is this must be in your garden then? Yeah, that, that's that's in the bottom of the garden. That's where the greenhouse is going to go. Where that ah, is now, right, but right. it's uh, I got that over the weekend from a from a, a sale at the tool library, and it was ten quid for that. There, I think they're normally about hundred quid in the shops, and uh-huh, we've uh-huh. got four four massive lime trees at the bottom of the garden. And when it's when it's windy and stuff like that, there's loads of branches and that come off them and stuff into the garden. So, whistling through that. There's some beautiful material for composting in that bucket there. So is do they work these shredders then, Mark? Well, yeah, no. it, it, it works. It works with sticks. It doesn't work with wet leaves that are pushed in there and trying right. to push it with a stick. It didn't like them, but the sticks no. and the branches and stuff just went through no bother. All right, because I would have thought. So what about say? You know, because I wouldn't mind even just buying one and bringing down the like they say the cabbage stalks. Would it tackle a cabbage stalk? You know that kind I of. I would have thought so. Yeah, you know, put potatoes in, you make a chips out the bottom. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Give it a shot. The the stuff that comes out is 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 good enough to go in your compost. Is it? Oh, it's it's, it's really really fine. You you probably can't see in in that picture there, but it comes out in really small bits, so it's gonna it's gonna break down so much quicker in the compost. Uh-huh. Oh, that's yeah. lush that. Yeah. And like you say, with you, you get loads of branches there with with the winds and everything, do you? Uh, when it when it when it's windy, there's there's some fair sized branches come down, um, break them up, put them through that. Because normally, normally I'd put them in, like I've got one of these metal incinerator fire things. So normally I just have a fire every now and again to get uh-huh. up all the branches. But no, I just fire it through that. Absolutely magic for compost. Money well money money well spent, Mark. Eh? Ten pound. Ten, eh? ten quid. Ten, ten, ten pound. Ten pound. Bloody marvelous there. Thanks. Steve, is that? Would you treat yourself to a shredder like that or? I'm looking for one, waiting for one coming up in the local auction. But I want, obviously, like you hinted at, Tony, I want a petrol one uh, uh-huh. for the allotments. Because we get the same thing. I've got that line of trees at the back of my plot. I get a ton of deadfall every winter. And I can get plenty. Of, I'm out here in the middle of nowhere, so I can get plenty of material to chuck through it. And as Mark was saying, you know, if you get it down nice and small, it'll compost so easily, so quickly. Um, it's actually beneficial if you put that stuff in your compost heap because it creates air pockets which your compost needs. So, brilliant. I'm looking for one. I'll find one eventually. But like Mark, I won't be paying £100. I'll be paying a lot less. <laughs> what? Steve just... Sensible if, ways. If if I was to go, you know, you know what I'm like, we're kind of losing money, it kind of falls out of my pocket and I didn't even realise I was spending... What would a would a brand new petrol one, you know, like a decent one, cost? What what kind of price range are they? Well, I don't know if he's here tonight, but somebody comes in on these live guests called Graham. I don't know if you're there, Graham. Give us a shout if you are. I, he does a lot of chipping, and he's told me that he says if you want a decent one to do what you wanted to do, you're going to be looking at spending the best part of about four five grand. Right. Because at the end of the day, you know, you can get the smaller ones. Like Mark's found, we're putting the leaves through. They jam up any sappy stuff and they just jam up. You've got to get a decent one because they'll also wear out and your knife knife blades, they blunt eventually. You've got to get them sharpened. So you've got to get one that you can get in there, 
swap the parts out and you know do a proper maintenance and do a proper job there's no point in having an underpowered one because two years down the line it'll pack in but then you've got the the the, the worry i would have thought then steve of paying all that kind of money i'm not not saying you're going to pay that kind of money but then you've got the the, the risk of thieves do you know I mean that would yeah. you be able to kind of would it have to stay at the allotment or is it something that you can put in the back of your van um, probably something like that would go in the back of our van and then come home in the hut. But probably uh-huh. what I'd do is I'd probably use it once, maybe twice a year, sort of, you know, opposite season. So maybe autumn and spring. Um, and then I would separate the parts from it, you know, take out the parts and make it work and stack it away. So if somebody nicks it, but they haven't got a working machine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, at this moment then, Steve, what do you... Because I know I've seen your garden, you're kind of surrounded by trees and all that. What happens yeah. with all that wood now? Does it just like go under kind of like a dead pile, like a, a storage pile or something? Or um, The dead stuff will go in the compost heap. It gets thrown in there, but it goes in my bad compost heap at the back. Um, basically, I call it bad compost because it's got all the rubbish in it, all the perennial reed, weed roots like cooch grass and nettle nettle weeds all that sort of stuff uh, so it, it's a time uh composting heap as opposed to you know it's ready in six months it'd be ready in years as opposed to months mm-hmm. i think with me it's i could bring what i do down so I, I think mark's one would you know i wouldn't bring wet leaves down kind of thing you know what i mean mm. but i'd certainly bring like say if it could take Mark, you'll have to be a, a guinea pig, do a test for it if it'll take like say because some of the some of the you know what I mean, like some of the cabbage Aye. and Brussels sprout. Sprouts, are, yeah, no, you know what I mean? They're a fair good old chunky size, you know what I mean? If it can take something like that, then Imagine. mind you, you've got nothing to lose ten pound. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Uh, I'll give it a shot. Give you know it a try. Mean? Well I suppose a Scotsman, ten pounds yeah. like a hundred pound in England, you know what I mean? Put the plants in there. <laughs> Audrey, do you get in your garden? I, I, I don't know this. Are you surrounded by trees, or is it just all kind of fences, and you don't you don't get like blown down trees or anything? Oh, we have a lot of trees here. So depending on what kind of windy spring we get, we'll get a lot of um, branches and things. But I just got a new mini chainsaw, which I think will take care of those. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right! Wow. So yeah, is it what is it? I guess is it like a little battery operated one that will kind of? It is. It wow. is. It's, and so I got to do. They sent it to me, and just said, "Would you do a review?" So, I'm. I did the review of the unpacking, and now I'm going to wait till we actually have some dry weather, and I'll go outside and see what it does with an actual piece of wood. But it's adorable, <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. Take down my asparagus with it. Uh-huh. You know, when they put their oh, beautiful yeah. heads up, I'll just give them a little chainsaw, and they'll, you know, come in the kitchen. Look at Tony's face; he wants one. It's really cute, and it would match uh, Mark's shirt perfectly. It's that color, oh. so you might need one, Mark. Oh, I don't know. Oh, you need uh, one for it. free. Yeah, for free. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I know, that's what I thought. I thought, Where, where's the catch here? And I get to do an honest review? Okay, thank right. you. Oh, that's nice, mind you, that they're letting you do like an honest review as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of... They just say, please be dishonest, so mm. I'm just giving them an honest review. Because we're just talking about... Um... 
Some, someone, someone give an honest, a, a very honest review of a, of a, of a, a light, a lantern one, one year, and oh dear me. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, dear. I got it for that, didn't I? <laughs> oh dear me. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to tell people it was, it was decent and that they should fork out 80 quid for a torch. No, yeah. I wasn't going to do that. Exactly, lad. Well done. Well done. Stephen, while you're there, sir, I've got a little picture here. There. Where was him? Oh, Stephen, that's a oh. this. It, Stephen, is this this year's lettuce? After we've had all these kind of cools and snaps, you've managed yep. to get that. Yeah, the ones on the very right, uh, very left hand side there, the very tall ones. They're all my old brassica seeds. Remember, we spoke about them uh, towards the end of last year, and they were sowed in the crates, just a plastic lining, a bit of compost in there, sowed them. And they froze in that freeze at the start of December. And I thought, that's it, I've lost them. But they came back and they've grown. And we're going to be eating them this weekend, starting this weekend. And the three crates that are in the main picture there are different sowings of lettuce leaves. And you can see the one on the right is not far away from being trimmed to use a salad, followed by the one in the middle and then by the smaller ones. And I'll be sowing more this week as well, so... Just keep it turning over, but yeah, so, they've gone right the way through all this cold weather. I was going to say, has, has there been no like house germination for them? So it's all been in the no. poly tunnel, wow. all in the poly tunnel. The same as my spring onions were in in trays up there on that same shelf. They had no heat as well. They were put in and just left. Probably three weeks from sowing now, and they're just starting to come through. Mm. And got carrots in buckets. They're also coming through as well. Just with the heat of the polytunnel, that's it. Well, Mark, you cannot feel with your cucumber. Get it outside into the king. Wait, in your <laughs> yellow really five. Get you anywhere. cannot feel. <laughs> this fleece will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Aye, bit of fleece. <laughs> well, top of the hour. Top of the hour. Man. Stephen, can I come to you, sir, for your pick of the week? A tip of the week, should I say? Tip of the week? Um, actually, it's the first time I've actually thought of one, and I think I'll use those salads as an example. Get some salads sown in some de decent trays and just sow them every two to three weeks and get yourself a continuation of salads until your stuff's growing in the ground and growing well. It's a brilliant way to give yourself some greens. You can see the soil underneath those buckets there. It killed those frosts that we had, killed everything I had in my polytunnel just about. And normally that soil is packed with plants at this time of year. If it wasn't for those salad stuffs and those brassicas up there, I'd have nothing fresh to eat from the plot. But as it is, just continually sowing stuff like that. Brilliant. So, Steve, just while you, if you don't mind, I'll just kind of, while you've got that brassica, you know, I'll just show you back there, them brassicas on the, did you see on the very left-hand side? Could you not yes. use some of them? As crops now, like for main crops now, like get them in the polytunnel. Could do, could do yeah. You could probably plant them out um, because all they are is just old seed. When I was checking through my box last September or whenever it was, um, I just went by the dates. I had a big pile of seeds throughout and I just saved all the brassicas and all my salad stuffs and then just started sowing them just to see what I would get. But, mm -hmm. you know... It's like we've said before about growing peppers. You don't want to leave them six weeks and find they're no good. Uh, so you buy fresh every year. 
some seeds I buy fresh, some seeds I'll try and use other ways. Well, get your get salad sown. Salad sown. I've got definitely like, loads definitely. like like you say, mustards and all them and like you say, get me little yeah. trees, get me floating get me floating shelf up and we're away. Hanging shelf. Hanging shelf, floating shelf. Hanging shelf. <laughs> Hanging shelf. Audrey, can I come to you for your tip of the week, please? You can, but I'm going to address, um, we need to talk about parsnips. There's a revolt about ready to happen. Oh, I know. Well, They want rules, rules and so they can get ready and prep appropriately. Well, I think that's reasonable. That's, re- that's, re- that's very reasonable, Audrey. Well, <laughs> myself and Stephen, we're good, we have been talking, uh, actually been sussing out me questions and everything like that. We are going to have a parsnip <laughs> special. I'm just oh. looking at growing, growing plotty there. Parsnips, parsnips. <laughs> so <laughs> I <was> a nutter. <laughs> we are gonna, yeah. we are gonna have like what we did, like me and JB with the kind of the chili specials. It's probably going to be next week. I don't know, gonna, but I'll mention it, you know, well in advance so we can get you know some people. But we are going to have a parsnip special, yeah. and Stephen said he's going to tell every tip that he knows about growing parsnips. That's Absolutely not what I heard not. him say. <laughs> <laughs> I did not hear him I'm taking, say that. I'm taking part <laughs> in this challenge. <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we can say it's gladiator parsnips. That it's, we're yes, going. it's gladiator parsnips. I've got my yes. I've had my seeds. Everybody then can seeds, okay. yes. I'm getting a num bum. What a second there. But yes, we will certainly with winner. Winner winner. <laughs> <laughs> It's with one rule. Well, there's one rule we're not doing. What you mentioned, Audrey, the faff on with the the sand and the tube and growing them to you know like you just got to put them in the soil. Thank you. Grow them in normal soil. Not uh, competition. You. It's edible. It's not competition. It's edible. Yeah. But we will. We will. I don't know if you're getting out of a, a, a tip of the week there, Audrey. But we will do a, a special <laughs> on parsnip. <laughs> I mean, so. Okay. Was, that, was that your tip then? <laughs> Do a That's special. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Thank you very right much. With this growing special. Mark. Okay. Mark with the yes. blue eyes. The blue eyes who's who's had the ladies <laughs> flat out tonight with that them sparkling blue eyes. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> What's your tip of the week, sir? Weeds. Look out for little weeds coming up at this time of year. So I know, I know we're heading into a cold spell for the next week or so. But prior to that, it's been quite warm for the time of year it is. And following this, when things start to warm up, all those little weeds, all the little seeds that sort of blew about at the back end of last year and throughout the winter are all going to start to germinate. Keep your eyes peeled for them and get rid of them straight away. So they can't grow, they can't root, they can't get set in. Get the hoed, get them hold over. Get them hold over now so that the roots are up for minus five temperatures. Kill them off, get rid of them before the season starts or it's going to cause you endless problems. Mark, when you when you think about that, it's perfect tip. You know I, mean? I think I'll, I think I'm going to put you at the top of the class because the weather. Do you know what I mean? It was just exactly what you said. Hey, Stephen, behave yourself. Because of the weather, if you can get them roots shown there now, and a kind of minus five comes along and just kills everything. Do you know what I mean? But it it spoiled my carrots in one bed last year because they just came yeah. up, got too hot. You know what I mean? And just. I've been, you know, I, I did me garlic and me elephant garlic about a week ago. So, yeah, definitely. 
because the t- when they're tiny, it takes nothing to. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a kind of. It's when they're big and you think. How did you let the weeds get on top of you when you were growing your carrots and carrot types? For God's sake! No, it was it was. Uh, well, that oh. must have been the year before, was it? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It was. I'm sure it must have been a year, but I lost like a bed. You know what I mean? I just got it all kind of mixed up and seeds, and it happened with the parsnips as well. But I managed to thin out them. So yes, exactly, Stephen. Mark, should I say? Whoever <laughs> you are. Yeah. Whoever you are. You are blue eyes. Yes. <laughs> well. Big thank you to everyone who's kind of turned up, rocked up today for the night's show. Thank you very much. We will be here next week, next Monday. And hopefully myself and Stephen will have a date by then to let people know the parsnip challenge. Until then, look after yourselves. Take good care. Cheers, everyone. Thank you very much, Cheers. Stephen, Bye. Mark, Audrey. Don't forget. Yeah.